What's up, everybody? It's Brendan with Evoke Bike. Why am I in my kit? Because I I just got back from my ride. I was on my ride. I figured out the video that I wanted to shoot. Usually, I'm one take Tony, and I shot this video twice today, and I was like, this just sounds kind of negative. Like, why am I... I don't want to make anything negative. And... If you saw on Instagram, I posted that I don't think anybody should be on a sweet spot plan. And I got a bunch of messages that were like, oh, you're going to go in on this person. Oh, you're going to go in. And then I'm like, no, I'm not going in on anybody. I just get a lot. I have safely 45 to 50 emails from people that were like, hey, I've done two months, three months, four months of sweet spot in the off season. Whenever they've done it, just way too much of it. And they're like, I'm plateauing. This is horrible. And I know that the guy who made Sweet Spot invented the term. Frank Overton does not want you doing Sweet Spot all the time. That's one person. Like, oh, you're going to go after Fast Cat. Like, no. I was a Fast Cat athlete. That's like who put me on. I have the most respect for Frank, for what they do, for what he's put out there. Why would I ever... That's not Evoke Bike. That's not me. We're not here to take shots. Like, Evoke Bike is literally evoking your best self through cycling and... It started with Patrick and I having a conversation saying, we should record this. Maybe we'll start a blog. Like, Frank is an OG. That stuff came out in 2005, right? And like, yeah, it you know, went on this big wave and let's call it what it is. You know, his definition is 84 to 97% of FTP. That's a huge range. So like high tempo, low threshold, like a day that you didn't really bang out your FTP intervals. It was just an okay day. There's some gray zone in there. But regardless, like I think if you look in a site, he has a six-week plan, not a two-month plan. Um, somebody else was like, oh, you going after Trainer Road, guys. They love Sweet Spot. They do love Sweet Spot. And, and they have, you know, a different platform of, I believe, athletes that than who I'm coaching. Um, if you want to get aerobically fit, you can do Sweet Spot. If you're super crunched on time, do some Sweet Spot. But I think the only guy from Trainer Road that I've had conversations with is Nate. And I think if you ask Nate, like, hey, should somebody do this for three months? He'd say no, because Nate races. And Nate understands also that while it's going to get you aerobically fit, it's like exercising, right? You could get fit doing endurance. But when you go to your group ride, you're going to get throttled. So you have to do more than that. So I think some people are just buying plans and like, hey, it worked once. I'm going to do it again. So... After I made the video, it just sounded like I was really poo-pooing on Sweet Spot when it's such a general range. And like, even if you look, Trainer Road guys put it out and they're calling it 88 to 93%. Like they don't even call it the same exact thing, 88 to 94%. That's not even the same. I mean, guys, they can't make up a new percentage. They didn't invent the term. So they've got that wrong on their site because that's not what sweet spot really is. You can't make your, your own sweet spot. I'll call them out on that, okay? Um, so instead of saying, hey, I'm going to poo-poo on sweet spot, I'm going to tell you what my methodology is. I'm about consistency. No matter what training you do, if you're not consistent with it, it's not going to work. I'm about workload. You got to put out some KJs. You got to ride the bike. You need to pedal the bike. That's very important. I'm about rotating intervals within your season, and meaning if you're doing an FTP block and it works, do one more and then switch it up. I really, I have never had an athlete before I kind of thought this way. It was like, we're making gains, we're making gains. Let's keep making gains. That third block for someone who's like a time trialist, 
it just doesn't seem to work. They get really dull. They, you're almost setting them up for a plateau, even if you go within the range of like, we're obviously not just doing two by 20, two by 30, one by 45. Like you're progressing through it. But then it's also like, okay, let's do some 10 minute stuff. Let's go at 105 to 107%. How much can we like tease out raw wattage from this person? Do two blocks, switch it up. Um, you know, very, very up the stimulus. That's what I always try to say. And then the other thing is progression. Tim Cusick, you know, as a fast cat athlete back in 2009, we progressed, but no one ever was like went out and said progression, progression, progression. Tim Cusick says it. I don't agree with everything that Tim says. Tim's an amazing coach, but he coaches mostly pros. He even says it in some of his webinars. He's like, Amateurs are just a different beast. And, and and we are because we have a lot of other things going on besides just riding and sitting around and recovering. And we don't have all the insane recovery tools like a masseuse on staff. Um, if you do, that's sick. And I'm super jealous of that or envious of that. Um, but he really came out and said progression. I think that's a great thing, but you're not necessarily – progression let's call it preseason progression when you're in the season if you're in the huge race block i'm not progressing with intervals you're staying sharp you're varying up the stimulus and keeping it event specific you know you're going to go in and you're going to have maybe an overload week and i don't we shouldn't get into peaking in this video and stuff like that but event and athlete specific stimulus we'll say so that's kind of my methodology um and you know the difference in definition is really interesting because even a buddy of mine that I know just through cycling and had reached out through that Instagram post and was like, hey man, I think you're wrong. I'm gonna send you an email, why? And his whole email was like a misunderstanding of what I was calling a sweet spot plan. I'm not against riding at 88 to 97%. That's a video that I'm gonna make of why tempo, that's high tempo, right? And low threshold. Tempo is a really good way to get aerobically fit. That's If you read the original Sweet Spot article from FastCat, and maybe I'll link to it, Frank's talking about, you know, tempo is a great way to get aerobically fit during your base season, and then he's using Sweet Spot for workload before races and in between races to keep your TSS up, your chronic train load up when you need to get a bump. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's just when people are hyper-focused on it and they're like, I'm doing Sweet Spot, I ran into a guy, it's always my example, he's doing three to four sweet spot rides a week, and I'm like, I, that's like a lot of low threshold. And then, okay, and then like two and a half months later, I asked him, I'm like, yo, how's that dude doing? He's like, dude, he's not good. He's not in a good place. And you can't go hard. I recently got an email, or no, it was actually a message from the Instagram post. The guy was like, hey, I did two months of sweet spot. That's too much. I don't know, a two-month plan of sweet spot. And then couldn't do VO2 max. And it's like, well, no wonder because you're riding. You feel like you're doing work because you're doing work. You're putting KJs out. You might lose a little weight if you're, it's a great way to lose weight. Do some sweet spot. You're getting aerobically fit. You are not getting race ready. That is two very different things. Exercising and getting ready for your group ride, your grand fondo, your bike race, very different. So, yeah. And, you know. I asked myself, why was I posting that previous video? And shout out to Nate, because you know what? Like, we are little baby evoke bike over here. There's a group, Trainer Road, they are a behemoth. They're kind of doing a different thing. I have nothing but respect for those people helping so many people get on a bike. I actually reached out to Nate. I try to get mentors, and I'm like, yo, dude, you're killing it. We might not agree on everything, but we're both big boys and we can have a conversation about it. So, 
when people were like, yo, you're going to go in and get those guys. I'm not, I hope that I've never put out a video that like is throwing punches or like, you know, jabs at somebody. I'm here trying to share what I've learned through coaching a lot of people through now. I am so honored that there are people that email me with a training question because it's like there are forums where you could go out and get 50 answers. The fact that you're going to email me, get an end of one response and like, be like, dude, thank you. Thank you for your time. It's like, no, thank you. Like that's, I learn from you. You learn from me. Like I, we are not for the people evoke bike. We are the people. We're just three dudes trying to put stuff out there. Um, because there's not, you know, cycling where this little niche community, it's not like we're baseball where there's all these pros that are giving all their wisdom and all this other stuff. It's just like, we're just trying to put stuff out. So call me out if I'm ever throwing punches. Um, I think the only punch I've ever thrown was calling out teams that race, uh, not wise and are just kind of like being the grapefruit and the fruit salad. It's like, come on, let's just go have fun. So, stream of conscious. Uh, <laughs> Drake says, I think better when I'm not sober. I'm very sober. But you know when the endorphins hit. And I was on the ride and I was like, I'm just going to film this. This is one take. Tony, we're out of here. It's time for dinner. Hope you have a great night. Great morning whenever I post this. See ya. Seriously, call me out if I'm a douche.